This is the I Am A Trend podcast, where our biggest mission is to help individuals become the biggest trends in their communities. And in this episode, I invite Rebecca Milway as we talk advantages and disadvantages of multi-level marketing and a pre- and post-pregnancy plan as being a fitness enthusiast. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So for all the people who don't know you as far as your brand, just tell them a few things about yourself. Okay, well, um, I am a mom of one now. Um, I drive a bus full-time, full and I am slowly building my own personal training and nu- nutrition business. I'm not affiliated with anyone or anything. It's just my own thing that I am doing as I aspire to own my own gym and my own nutrition shop. I've been in the fitness industry since I was in high school. I started out just doing regular just lifting weights with no clue as to what the heck I was doing to a a competitor when I was about 21 and 22. And then I switched to powerlifting for a while. And now at 25, I just try and be functional with all of my weights um i just have a mixture of a style like i do some um once i get back in the gym olympic lifts but i do a lot of uh style along with a lot of functional fitness just so i can move and be active with with my son well that's, that's awesome so one of the topics we're going to talk about today is the advantages and disadvantages of mlm or multi-level marketing so I know you've been into different companies, like the fitness companies and the uh, like makeup industry. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you've been into? So back in 2013, I experienced my first MLM through Beachbody, and I was an off and on Beachbody coach since 2013 up until. 2018, and then I've tried Thrive. I've tried Advocare. I did. It works for like a month, if even that. And then I tried my hand at Unique, and it was just recently, within the last couple months, that I became anti MLM because the more that I researched. And through everything that I've been through with each multi-level marketing company has turned me away from them because of everything that I've learned and have seen myself firsthand. Okay. So um, so as far as advantages, what are some of the things that you've learned throughout your um, time in MLM? I've definitely learned how to, one, I've learned how to sell because when you are with any company that is a MLM, you become a salesperson. Despite what they say, you are in sales. You sell. The whole point is to sell and build a team. So sell, recruit, sell, recruit. And that's what sales is. Sales is where where you sell a product, build build a team, and then you get commission. So I've definitely learned how to basically become a salesperson 
but I've also learned how to basically branch out and build an actual brand. Obviously, there is still a lot more to learn as I'm venturing out on my complete own, but I have learned 100% how to start from the bottom and go up. Yeah, that's, that's actually um, the most important thing about motel marketing is to, you know, understand people, understand yourself, and understand your brand as well um, as far as, like, recruiting people. Um, usually a lot of people don't really use the term recruiting. I mean, some people do, but um, it's all about just having people on your team to get commissions and everything. Exactly. Everyone says about just building a team, building a brand. You want, they basically, you want to build a team. That's what you're doing. That's what they want you to do. That's, that's it. And that's, that's what sales is. You're basically building a brand within their brand. Mm-hmm. But what people don't get is you're still not your own boss because you're still underneath a whole other company. Yeah, the whole organization. Oh, yes. Okay, you're still under a company. You're not. Whereas if you branch out on your own and say you you lease a space, you create a name, you talk to multiple different um, people, you create a product, the product is yours, you you control what's in it, the uh, the quality, the price, and everything, then you're your own boss. When you're working under a multi-level marketing company, you get the idea of how to build a brand, but you're still you're still under a brand. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think, um, like, if I had to give advice to somebody who isn't or who wants to become, like, a marketer, I would definitely tell them to go through multi-level marketing just to start, just to fill themselves out. And then, like, little after a while, they would have to branch out to their own division so they can understand how marketing really works. See, I I have mixed feelings about that because network marketing is great. But I, I would tell anyone to take classes and talk to other actual business owners because when you're under MLM, you're basically you basically are forced to not be yourself. There is no authentically you. It's authentically the company, authentically the brand. It's not it's not you. So it's so easy to lose yourself within that company because it is it is like a cult. It is very cult like. So I I. I personally would tell people to talk to other business owners or talk to people who have gotten out of MLM instead of getting into it because you don't you don't have control over anything. Whereas if you're going to have an actual brand, you're going to have control over absolutely everything. Yeah, totally. Me, like your own brand, what you're creating. Yes. And I think the way that MLM started was a good idea 
but I think people became very money hungry. They became very greedy. It became a very predatory, a very, very predatory type of thing where in the very beginning, like I watched the documentary, in the beginning, this one company started out as a great thing. It started out as a wonderful thing. But somebody who is hungry for money ended up taking it over, and that's when the game changed. So in the beginning, it basically started out as an awesome, excellent thing, great to start out. You actually made an investment, whereas now that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, um, with multi-level marketing is good in some ways, but then again, it's also bad in different ways. I mean, it just pretty much depends on the person. Um, exactly. If they have good or bad intentions. And, you know, it's, it's up to them to make it work or to fail and make it not work. Yeah, because with that, the model of it is set that only 5% of people succeed and 95% of people fail. But what's sad is, you don't know if you're that five or that 95 until you try. It's one of those things where, honestly, it comes down to, like, you can work super, super hard. You can bust tail and work just as hard as the person next to you. But the person next to you will, will be in that five, and you won't. MLM is basically a game of chance. It's basically like legal gambling. The dice is going to roll, and you have no clue if you're going to be in the top or in the bottom, and that's just the way it goes for every single multi-level marketing company. So it's one of those where it's like it does teach you very how to have a very strong work ethic. That is for sure, because if everybody that fails, fails, takes all that drive and everything else and put it into either their own thing or any other job, they will be super successful because they learned how to have such a strong work ethic. Yeah, that's actually true because that's actually one of the uh, things I've learned through my experience with multi-level marketing. I mean, I did meet a lot of people, made some good uh, choices as far as my life, my personal life, and my business life. And um, I saw a lot of different things uh, within the different companies that I was in. Yeah, it's like you you learn so much, and it's but then you also learn more when you get out of it because then you start to read, you start to research, you start to really dig into it and dive deep. But you're also seeing it from the outside in. So you're watching other people and you're looking at every single business model. You're watching people work. You're seeing how they do things. So you get to, you, you actually learn more once you're out of it because you learn about the pay scale and the pay, pay breakdowns. You learn about each model and see how they're all legal pyramid schemes because they have a product to sell. And you see how each person that works for that company 
they're not the worker. They are the consumer because they spend the most money in that company because they want to be successful. So, but then you see, and then you start to put together how much you made versus what you spent. And nine times out of 10, depending on the company, you spend more of that than you earn. So then you're taking it and then you dive deeper in, into that. And it's just, it's a snowball effect of how much you learn and things to, and then you kind of step away and go, wow, I'm glad I'm not in that anymore because you see how you have to basically, like your cold messaging, you're selling, you're selling, you're selling. You're lying. You're not telling the truth. Like, even if you know that something doesn't work, you're telling people that how they work, and it really opens up your eyes once you're out of it. Yeah. No, I completely, totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, it changes your whole perspective once you're in it. I mean, it's some companies that I know personally are good. Uh, others are just like the wave, like the new wave. <laughs> Yeah. Like do this for two, three, four months, and then there's this whole new program you got to join and and leave the other company for. And some exactly. com- some companies are are lifetime opportunities. Like for example, um, I know a company called Ignatic, that is the uh, the filter the, uh, uh, water company. Okay. That I know there's a lot of people who I know personally who has been successful with that. It's actually like a life changer. And it can be, but the companies that I'm, I'm not really involved with anymore because I with everything. But the companies that I see more so, they are one. The prices are ten times the quality. True. Either I pay for quality, but they jack up the price because one, they want to make money money but the quality of the product if i'm correct if i remember correctly beach bodies thrive isotonic all of those they're all made in the same factory in the same warehouse but all of the pricings are different they're still high they're very overpriced for how low quality they are and firsthand with makeup the palettes the colors of the makeup it's not actually pigmented it's basically sprayed on to make it look like it's super vibrant but it doesn't blend well it's very muddy the quality it kind of melts off your face it does not cover the way it looks, like it sinks into your skin even with X amount of primer. And it's for the price versus the quality because they mass consume. They're mass consuming. So they're not focused on the quality of their product because there's, they, they want to make money. It all comes down to these companies want money so they're going to make things as cheaply as possible to mass produce to then sell at a higher rate to make triple their profit 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's it's going along with a lot of different companies. Um, the materials that they make for the customers who buy it are becoming um, like the quality of it's going down and the price of it's going up. So you're not really exactly. getting for your bang for your buck. Not at all. And and like that I can go to, I see a lot of that not just in a multi-level marketing company. I see it every day in just regular brands because I am in the fitness industry. I see it in regular supplement brands. Like the ones that, that I use, they focus on the quality over the quantity, but there's other brands that have been under fire with lawsuits that aren't MLM. They have they have cut so many corners because the bottom line is they want to make money. So it's not just MLM, but MLM is worse because it's so huge and there's so many companies. So it definitely and because it once started out as a decent thing that is now the polar opposite and it's not what the original owners of certain companies have wanted if owners have switched whereas others just right out the gate gate low quality bad products they just want money so again you see it everywhere but it's more prominent in a multi-level marketing company because they don't care about everybody under them. They want to stay at the top. They don't care about all the stragglers who are trying and trying and trying and not getting anywhere. Yeah, I do see. Like, like there's actually one company that states 86% of their distributors will not make money. They even state it because they know it's true, and that's the business model. That's because of the way the business model is. If they change it and they tweak it, a lot of stuff can change, but they're not going to do that because it keeps the rich becoming richer and the poor becoming poorer. Yeah. I mean, that's totally unfortunate that a company would state that in their uh, their policies, I believe. Exactly. Or the, uh, the right term, I should say, for that. It's so sad because if just a couple things would get changed and they didn't have you prey on people, hold message, and just not be authentically you, it could actually be a good thing, but I don't see that changing. I don't see it changing, and I wish more people would stand against it and bring back actual businesses, not just these big corporate box things, but individual, basically, mom-and-pop businesses and have people actually go back to created, creating their own stuff, like creating their their own supplements, their own makeup, their their own insurance or whatever it is, like people creating their own genuine businesses. People have gotten away from that because we have become so 
industrialized that it's just big box things are taking over and is running out, you know, the smaller businesses. But if more people break away from the MLM and actually start their own stuff, we can change and bring back, bring up the poor, make the poor less, and kind of bring back a balance between the rich and the poor and bring back that middle class. Because MLM has made poor, like broke people even more poor. Because I know per, personally between 2013 and and now I've lost between six between six and ten grand between every multi-level marketing company, and I only made maybe a max of one to two grand. So if I don't, so if I spent eight, but I only made one, I'm out seven, seven thousand, and that's a reality for a lot of people because they have these hopes and prop and promises that aren't delivered. Yeah, that's and it's true. Sad. It's it's sad. It is very unfortunate you lost that much amount of money within that time period. I mean, I know for myself, I've been in the same situation, but not as much money. I just lost a lot, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Time is money, so. And you can't get that time back. You can never get that time back. You can make back any amount of money, but you can't get back your time. That's a big thing. Like, you can't get back the, that hours upon hours of time that you lost. But at the same time, you can learn, like, we all learn. We learn, we grow, and we educate. Because that's, that's what, I, what I'm trying to do right now is to just educate people. Like, put it out there that, hey, this isn't what it seems, and here's why. Because, like, I don't – I made a post on Facebook basically explaining everything, and it's like, I'm not bashing it, like – some people thought that I was, you know, trying to slander and everything, but that was not the case. The case is that I'm just trying to educate the people about, here's what I learned. Here's what I figured out in in hopes that I can help one person. True. Because that is my goal is to just help one person. So they, that creates a ripple effect, and when you do that, then people understand MLM much more than not really hearing anything about it. Exactly. Which exactly. I which I think is a good thing. You know, for me, I don't think you're necessarily bashing it. I mean, you've been in uh, MLM for like a handful of years, so of course you would talk about all your experiences through different companies. Exactly. Exactly, and it's like, you know, I just I want to informed because I've I've been in so many so many things and what's sad is there were two companies that I've been in that I genuinely think the products are decent. I don't think I still don't think that they are worth their price tag by any means. I think there are better products out there. 
for a cheaper price than the price that they put on the, those products. But I can't in good conscience buy from those companies because then I'm supporting a bad market, a bad business brand. And like I said, there's much better products out there for a cheaper price anyway that I can just go to the store and I'm paying a fraction of the price. So it, it does suck when some companies actually have decent pro products, but it's their but it's the business model, the structure of the company, the everything that goes into it that I just can't I just can't support anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't support anything like that either. Because then you're feeding into that predatory market. Or something and you're against, yeah. Exactly. Because then I, then I feel like a hypocrite because I'm talking about how I feel about it, but yet there's still a product that I'm buying. I can't, I can't do that. Whereas I can go to Target and I can get the same type of product, a different brand, equally as big of a name, but it's not from a MLM, and I'm actually supporting good people. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's a good thing to, to do. And I mean, who does not love going to Target? Yeah, I love going to Target. <laughs> Especially <laughs> uh, for food and recipes and everything. But tar exactly. Target is good for all the uh, necessities, too. Exactly. It is good for everything. Target, Walmart. I love um, certain grocery stores that I don't know are on the West Coast. I don't know if you guys have a Wegmans. I don't know if you have a Giant Food or no. a ShopRite. <laughs> I think we have more things. Targets than Walmarts. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know right off Walmart. the bat, uh, we have two. Right off the bat, uh, I know where two Targets is, and there's actually one Walmart that is not even where, I'm, where I live. Oh, wow. But at the same time, you guys have, like, Sprouts and Whole Foods mm -hmm. and Costco, Eater Joe's and all of that other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's all it's all a good assortment. Exactly. But it's, like, it's just one of those things where you can go to, say, one of the o stores and get a protein bar that's just as good, but instead of paying $30 for a box of 12 you're only paying like $20 for a box of 12. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so it's just one of those things, and you're also supporting just much better companies who they may not even have a, an affiliate pro program, which people get confused between MLM and a company's affiliate pro program. An affiliate pro program is where every time somebody orders through a link that, that they give you or use your code to buy their product, you, they, get a, they get a little bit, like 10 to 15% of that. Mm -hmm. But it's different because they're not selling the product. They, they're just saying, hey, I buy this. If you buy it too, you can save X amount but then they get a little bit of that. So it's a little bit different 
because you're still kind of selling a product, but you don't have to buy the product. You don't have to recruit people. You don't have to build a team. You you just have a code. Say I've got a uh, a power crunch bar, and I'm an affiliate, and you get ten percent and off your order. You save ten ten percent with with the code BFIT. The letter B and then fit. Be fit. I make ten ten percent of your twenty dollar order, but you saved ten ten percent. The only thing that I get is like two bucks. Whereas I don't have to build a team. I don't even have to buy the bars. I can just say, "Hey, here you go." You know, it's 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 completely different, but people do get them confused because MLM is so deep. Yeah, and majority of it has a bad bad uh, rep to it as well. I mean, a lot of people like me and you have bad experiences from it. Others good, but I mean, it just pretty much depends on the person, you know. It does. It absolutely, absolutely does, and. I stand firm on my that I will never ever go back, that I will never ever support it. I would just much rather have my own genuine brand. Eventually, down the line, I would love to have my own um, protein powder, branch chain aminos, uh, pre pre workout greens. All of that fun stuff, I would love to have my own. That's not something that I'd be looking into for about another 10 years because I still have so, so much to learn. Yeah, as we all do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We will never stop learning until the day that we die because there's always something to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, self-education is very important as far as other different skills uh, aside from MLM. You know, aside from fitness, as far as like education and learning from other mentors that has already done what we want to do and listening to them and see how they did it so that we won't make the mistakes that they did. Exactly. Because so that we save time. Exactly. We can learn we can learn through their trial and error and we're still going to make our own mistakes. But we won't make the same ones that they that they made that they learned from. Mm-hmm. And everything aside, it is good to read any sort of personal development, just because it just helps you grow as a person. That has become huge in the NLM world. But I stand firm that it is not. Something that even if you don't ever want to go into your own business, just to help you grow as a person, I think it's very, very important. Yeah, self-development is key. I mean, that's how I learned. That's how what I've done. Um, I mean, mistakes are – mistakes makes you a masterpiece. (laughs) And that's one of the the posts that I posted on Instagram recently. Um, I mean, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to do something wrong for the first, second, or third time, but you have to understand what you've done and try to understand how you can correct it the next time. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's just what you you have to do, and it's good to do. Mhm. But it's just it's one of those where we still just have to educate, put everything out there, put the information out there, because even if people don't come to you directly, they're going, they see what you post. They read what you put out there. So it's good, and not necessarily best, but it's just good to put any good quality information out there that can help someone. Mm -hmm. Definitely quality over quantity. Yes, even just in life. Now, we did cover the, the advantages and disadvantages of MLM. So uh, let's talk about, because I know you were into the fitness uh, world before you got pregnant. Um, so can you tell me, um, like, how you prepared for it while doing your fitness training? How I prepared for pregnancy? Getting, yeah, like getting into a whole uh, motherhood. Because I know there's a lot of different mothers out there who are um, – who love the fitness world, but then wants the family too. So can you tell me how you um, like went into the whole motherhood from ah. being the fitness journey? So I, for a couple of years, I actually prepped my body without even realizing it, to be completely honest, because we didn't start trying until – December of 17, and we found out that we were expecting of January of 18. So I actually had my body prepped for about a year or two, and I didn't even realize because I made sure I focused on putting my health first. I made sure that I didn't overtrain. I stopped trying to diet and eat in a caloric deficit. So I made sure that I was eating enough to have a cycle every single month. I made sure that I didn't overtrain with weights or cardio. I actually cut down my training from about an hour and a half to 45 minutes to an hour. I cut that cardio from every day to only a couple days a week. So and then I just made sure that I didn't restrict my, myself and I got everything back into a balance. I made sure every single hormone was good, mental health was good. And I prepped for about a year, year and a half without re really realizing that I was prepping my body to have a baby. I was, my thought was, I'm going to prep it to be at the best place possible for whatever the future kid is me and it ended up being my son and then during my entire pregnancy I focused on just being some sort of active like my training has changed so much within the past couple years to where I don't just train one set style I might do plyometrics I might do weights I might do olympic lifting I might do something functional it kind of varies, but I also knew that I wanted to just be more functional in my fitness because 
again, I didn't, I didn't know what the future held for me. And now it's with a baby and I made sure that I kept my body basically prepped for birth during that entire time because I made sure walking is the best thing that you can do to basically prep for birth. So I just, I was so, so, so fatigued. So I didn't, I, I only actually worked out occasionally here and there, more like once every couple months, to be honest. I ran a couple times here and there because my body's used to it. It didn't affect me. It actually helped me. But I made sure I walked as much as possible, and that made birth super easy. So then postpartum comes, and I'm ready to get back into exercise. It took a little bit. I was more more tired. I was carrying more weight. I was somewhat out of shape because my body just went through a huge change, but muscle memory kicks in. But I would tell anybody to start slow. I started slow. Modify. Don't jump a lot. Don't try and over push because your body will do whatever it did pre-pregnancy, postpartum. So if you were big into any like if you were any sort of active prior, your body's going to come back rather quickly. But everyone is different. These people might be ready to go after a couple weeks like me, and then others need to take five, six months off or more because their bodies just aren't ready. You you truly have to learn and listen to your own body when it comes to that because you don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want to hemorrhage. That's a big thing. Like if you have never ran a day in your life, do not try and run when you are pregnant. Yeah. Wait, wait to start afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically what it comes down to. If you weight train before, you can do it during and fairly close afterwards. But it's just about not pushing yourself and focusing on more movements designed for either prepartum when you're pregnant or postpartum. Like when you're pregnant, depending on the trimester, is certain positions that certain moves can be in. Like the farther along you get, you don't want to be on your back or stomach. So you do have to modify a lot. There's a lot of core work that you can't do. There's certain things that you can't do. Whereas afterwards, you have to be very gentle as to your jumping, how how much strain you put on. You know, if you squat, you push, so you don't want to hemorrhage. You really have to, and there's a lot, there's not a lot of information out there and that's something that I want to study more and actually create my own pre-pregnancy, pregnancy and postpartum guide because there's not a lot of information out there. Yeah, so you're just pretty much going into it and learning as you go for the most part. I went into it completely blind and there's a lot of stuff that I wish I did. 
I absolutely wish that I would have actually worked out during my entire time. But at the same time, every pregnancy is going to be different, and we only want two. So when I have my my second, I'm going going to take things that I learned from my first, and there's still go there's still so much more to learn, even with that because. There can be completely new things that didn't happen with the first one. And because it's, it's almost like a taboo thing, people don't talk about it. So there's not a lot of stuff out there. So a lot of moms don't know what to do. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I want to, it'll be in the, the work that's on the road, um, probably within the next year or or so that I make that guide because there's only maybe one or two other people that put a guide out there. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of info and everyone has different information. So every guide is going to look different. Yeah. It's coming from a lot of different directions because everybody's, well, especially women, um, their bodies aren't the same. You know, this, exactly. this, this woman might have different uh, genes or hormones than this other Lady might have a different body structure, so I mean, I'm sure that um, pregnancies during the development of the nine months, the body's going to be much different. And when they have the pregnancy, then they're going to be in a different progression, in a different way. Yes, because you can have three different women, and they're all go going to have completely different things that happen before, during, and after. So if you get everyone putting stuff up out there, it can help a wide, wide range of people because it's not just one set amount of info. Yeah. And you you might um, say something that you did, and then another person takes your guide and they might mess up their body because you and the other person have a different set of genes or body structure. Exactly. Whereas I have more of like, I have a more curvier figure. So somebody who is naturally very, very thin may not benefit from mine, whereas they may benefit from a person that put a guide out like that. It's basically the quote, um, different strokes for, for different folks. It's kind of like that. My guide is will not be a one size fit at all because not everybody is going to one. They might not go through everything that I did. It might be easier. It might be harder. It's going to be different. But if you just put anything that you know out there, it's going to help someone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, your niche of woman figure is going to help the that woman. Um, throughout her pregnancy you know it's kind of good that you're an advocate for that because like you said there's not really much information that's out there to put out so they just go in blind like you did for your first one and it's kind of like unfortunate because you need to know what you're getting into before you actually do it exactly and that's that's the best thing that you can do to be honest yeah I mean that that's I'm proud of you for actually understanding 
that you need to be some kind of advocate to make that change. And as far as the MLM business too, I mean, it's good for you to actually try to help people understand the whole mindset and the, the structure of MLM to actually either help them to get out of it or help them to achieve better results. Thank you. I've, I've grown and changed a lot. My mindset is a lot different. Like I've, I've honestly grown up a lot within the past um, six years. And I've grown and changed. And now, to me, it's it's not a my way or the highway type of thing anymore. It's fully understanding that everyone is different. Everyone is going to have a different level of either success or achievement. A lot of people will fail, but some people will succeed and that not everything works for everyone that's the biggest thing that i've learned is that not one not everything works and not everything works for everyone and that you can have the best thing in the world but if you aren't consistent and you don't follow it to a t it's not going to work and i've those are things that i've learned and that that's just what i'm trying to do. If I end up going down a more life coach path, then that's the path I go on. But right now, I'm just trying to educate through just fitness and eating and MLM. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing now. And I've got my focus on that to where if I'm sent down a different path or something else flourishes, I'm going to accept it with open arms and I'm going to just let, I'm basically letting life guide me through. That's true. Take it one day at a time. Yeah. You know, um, we talked about the last six years of your life going through a strong development. And I, for me personally, I do see that about you. Um, six years ago or, you know, some years ago when we, you know, were conversating and having social together like i've seen you growing up for the last six years you know you have a strong strong posture by yourself now well especially being a mother being a wife um being a a fitness coach for yourself and other people you do have a strong posture about yourself now and i do see that i try i really do try because i've i've learned so much and i've been awakened by so many any things and just the experiences that I myself have gone under have truly helped to shape me and to mold me and I cannot be more thankful for every single setback every single heart hardship everything that life has put me through that has broken me to build me back up I am very very thankful for it absolutely and that's just that's something that I just I, I hope for everyone to have. I hope that everyone can have that sort of like aha or that awakening and just I hope that everyone can some like grow of some sort. True. Now uh in the conclusion of this podcast, if there's one thing one thing you wish to say to the your audience uh, or one question you want to ask, 
what would that one thing be? One thing that I want to say to everyone is to don't give up and don't do what everyone else is doing. If there is something that you truly want to do and it makes you happy, lights up fire, makes you work harder than you ever have in your life, do it and don't care what other people think. Don't do what everyone wants you you to do just to make people happy because it won't make you happy. So do what makes you happy and do what you truly want to do. That's amazing. And that's something that I actually believe in too. It's very, very important. It's very important to just have a strong and just have a strong sense of self. Know who you are and be confident within yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And do, do whatever you have to do to build that confidence because you won't find it. I promise you, you will not find it in anyone else but yourself. Absolutely. Because the first person we wake up to and the last person we go to sleep with is ourselves. Exactly. 100% yourself. Well, I, I totally appreciate you taking your time out of your day to be on this call with me. And uh, everything you said will be taken account for as far as people who listen and myself. <laughs> so, so thanks for being on this podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. I, I had a good time and I hope that it can help at least one person. It probably, it, it definitely will. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> of course. So you have a uh, great, wonderful day and uh, we'll talk soon. You too. All, All right. right. Bye-bye.